0: Welcome to Game On, the weekly football podcast Bringing together seasoned professionals, the male star football writers And a celebrity fan or two I'm your host Mark Pugac Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing At mailplus.co.uk Where you can also watch Game On on video Hello, I'm Mark Pugac, and welcome to Game On, the weekly football chat show from Mail Plus. What an extraordinary week in English and European football we've had. The birth, and then 48 hours later, the death of the European Super League. Quite a story, and the way that the fans reacted here in England was really quite key in ending that European dream. Well, joining us to talk about all this, we have Danny Mills, who played for Leeds, Manchester City and England, Chris Sutton, the former England Celtic and Chelsea striker, and Martin Samuel, Daily Mail's chief sports writer. Hello, everybody. I hope you're well at the end of a momentous and pretty seismic week. For English football. Danny, thanks for joining us because there's plenty to talk about after what's happened. I tell you where I want to start, gents. The government of this Friday morning just published the, their remit of their review after what's happened with the collapse of the European Super League. There are half a dozen points on there, Martin. I think as far as fans are concerned, ownership is 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 almost number one, isn't it? Let me just tell you what Tracy Crouch, the former sports minister who's in charge of this review, has said. They want to explore governance structures in other countries, including ownership models, and whether any aspects could be beneficially translated to the English League system. We're always talking about the German system, 50 plus one owned by the members. So you could not have a Glazers or a, or a Kroenke taking over Bayern Munich. That seems to be, as I say, sort of top of the list of most people's thoughts but you can't renationalise Manchester United in the morning. It's not British Rail. So what, what are the actual options?
1: There is a strategic review going on in the Premier uh, the Premier League at the moment that people are giving hours and hours and hours to, and in the middle of it, six clubs went, anyway, we're off. Yeah. So that's that's you know, that's what you're up against. So you can have all these wonderful strategic reviews and have a look at the German system and all of that sort of stuff, but actually, as you say, you can't nationalize a football club you got you know the british people elected boris johnson they didn't elect mao zedong so you can't just take 51% of a club you know what you can do you can change the voting rights so that the fans have got 51% but bear in mind that if you get two west ham fans in the same room, you get six opinions i don't i've never quite understood where the you know what what's what this how this supporter is going to speak for or these supporters are going to speak for fifty thousand disparate views, fifty percent of which want to sack the manager, fifty percent of which want to sell off the team, and 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 and, and when you, I look at Germany, my one problem with Germany is this: if the fans own the club, why do they all decide to sell their best player to Bayern Munich? I don't understand. I, 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 I've, no one's ever been able to explain this to me. Schalke have sold their three best players in the last ten years to Bayern Munich, and are getting relegated now. If you've got if fans are running that club, are, are they the ones that are saying, "Yeah, this is a good idea. We'll sell Manuel Neuer to um, Schalke uh, to, to Bayern Munich, and then the next good goalkeeper will sell him as well because he's their understudy, and we'll sell the, the good midfield player. We'll sell him." I, I don't understand how that works in Germany because because the same team has won the league for eight seasons. It's going to be nine because they're 10 points ahead and it's going to be 10 because the second place team have just decided once again to sell their best player to Bayern Munich. So I, 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 the German model that the the, the politicians are going to spend so long investigating, I'm not sure how that how that works. I don't think... Does that mean that can't happen over here then, Martin? What? That you, that so you your best you don't player? Think
2: that, that, that model will work over here, the 50 well, plus... One? I,
1: I, well, one, I don't understand how it works in Germany when the same team has won the league for, it's going to be nine seasons on the term. We can't really say that that has worked in Germany. It's worked in terms of they didn't form the Super League. But I think we could do things to stop a full Super League forming. That, that doesn't involve the ownership model because I do happen to think if you've bought a football club 300 million quid it's probably your decision you know you've got yeah. the right to actually decide which way the business goes I always thought there should be a charter governing football and if everyone has got to sign up to it and it would I would have an individual charter for each individual football club, which would govern govern things like their names and their location, even right down down to what colours they play in, so Vincent Tang can't come in and turn Cardiff red when they've always played in blue. I'd I'd even have that in the charter. Any attempt to break away, you know, to to play in a competition that is not recognised by the Football Association, UEFA and FIFA, the club will be placed in the hands of an independent administrator, appointed by the Football Association until it is sold at market price. And that mm. that would solve this in, in one hit, and we don't need to spend six months researching what goes on I, in Germany. I
3: think Martin makes a really good point, Mark, because it, it's very, very difficult to change the ownership and just start giving away mm. shares and giving away voting rights and everything else. No, no one's going to vote that in, you know, wh- whoever that might be. You know, mm. Burnley is owned by whoever it might be, you know spent all that money. They don't want that. But I think Martin's right. Now is the chance to reset completely. The football league clubs all get together. Mm. The 14 that didn't obviously vote or didn't get invited uh, to join the Super League all get together. It's only going to take one of those so-called big six to crumble and join Mm. everybody else. And they can vote whatever they want through, you Mm. know, in that format. And if they do leave, uh, and this is where then sort of government can get involved if they are to leave the Premier League and they want to do their own breakaway Super League. Well, they can't play in this country anymore. Simple as that. You know, yeah. you, you get sort of a, an MK Dons type scenario, but actually you can't play in the UK. It has to be Liverpool, Madrid or, you know, Manchester United, mm-hmm. you know, wherever they want, wherever they want to play in Europe. Because, you know, the government can control you know, taxes and who gets employed and work visas and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. But I think Martin's right. Now is the time to do it, you know, in the next couple of months is to strike while the iron's hot, where, you know, the the, the fever for this is incredibly high right now and people want to do something to to protect, not just, you know, not just the the Premier League, the Football League, but everything else that filters down through that, you know, all the whole grassroots system, And if everybody comes together, as they all have done in the last, uh, what, four or five days, with government involved, they should be able to get this through pretty quickly.
0: It's regulation, sorry, just say it's regulation L9, which says what competitions Premier League clubs are allowed to play in. And they're going to tighten that up because it, 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 clearly they weren't thinking about the European Super League when they wrote. L9. And they said you've got to, you can play in the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, of course. And they're going to tighten that up to say, and you cannot play in the European Super League well, it's, or it's any... Also, and if you do, you're expelled. They, yeah, that, it's, that's it's, what they're going to do. You are expelled.
3: Players' contracts. Because, you know, having gone back and looking for the old contracts, as a player, you're contracted to play for the club in the Premier League, in the EFL. Yeah. And you're A for competitions. And yeah. you're, not, you're not contracted to play... In Super League competition, mm. any other, yeah. you're not allowed to play in any other competitions. Yeah. So, would my, let's say, I had a contract with, with Manchester City and they signed up for it, would my contract be null and void? Yeah, would I have to play? What if all those players were suddenly on free transfers? Well, um,
2: that, yeah, that, that 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 could have feasibly happened with you know Harry Kane at Spurs. Spurs go into the Super yeah. League, his, his contract yeah. has to be ripped up.
0: Chris, we have to be realistic here. There's a protest at Arsenal tonight. The the Liverpool fans are outraged with John W. Henry and his. Apology, the Glazers have said nothing. They're not going anywhere, are they? We are not going to see three American owners at Terminal 5 in the morning going back to America with their tail between their legs.
2: No, I think you're right. And I agree with Martin's point on uh, on expulsion. Uh, did Richard's Mar- Richard Masters not say about uh, expelling the yeah. teams? You're certainly giving yeah. them an excuse yeah. to get out, if that's the case. And we all know they're in yeah. cahoots. Uh, but what we can do in the short term is take the power away from these billionaires so, so. and I, you know I, I think that's the important thing um, you know the Premier League committees subcommittees whatever committees there are at this moment in time you don't let these big six have a say and I don't I, I don't really know a time scale for this at this moment in time but until the trust is back how can how can the Everton owner Everton have built a brand new or are building a brand new shiny Stadium how can uh, and you know this has been in the pipeline for a long time? Everton, uh, you know, our Spurs are a better club, a bigger club than Everton, and yet uh, you, you will have to sit in meetings with uh, with Daniel Levy and sort of say, "Well, I can still trust you." That that just yeah. absolutely isn't yeah. going to happen. Uh, Burnley have got new ownership. There's a, a new ownership in the pipeline at Newcastle, maybe, and at these six clubs kept quiet when all these things were going on and, and didn't open up and didn't have the decency to tell them. Uh, you know, it's it's a massive issue, this trust mm. issue. Can you, can you hurt a billionaire in the pocket? Well, you know, there could be a fine and money put uh, back into the game at grassroots level, a large fine. But that's not really going to hurt these billionaires. No. What they crave for is power and glory. Take that away from them in the short term.
3: Yeah. They're all expecting a punishment. And they've all, ex- they've, they've all said, okay, if there's, if there's a punishment, we will accept it. I'm not sure what they've done is punishable by law. I'm not, I'm not sure legally you can punish them because I don't, I don't actually know what law – they've not broken any sort of rules or anything at the moment. They signed up to some ludicrous harebrained scheme that they thought might go ahead and, and now it hasn't, and they've all pulled out. So it's, you know they've, they've thought about doing something bad, but they haven't actually done it. So I'm not sure if there is a punishment. But because they're expecting something, if you now go to them and say, right, these are the new terms, this is the new arrangement, this is what we're going to do. If they pushed back against that when they're not technically being punished, can you imagine the outrage in that again? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're in a position now where they, they've they got no option
1: but to accept what the rest of football wants to do right now. They're, they should, off, off all of the committees, as, as, as Chris said, as, as Danny's saying there, off, off all of the committees, the... UEFA, uh, UEFA are, uh, are now possibly reconsidering the historical merit places. For the, that They should go straight away because they're far too near the closed shop that the, the, the Super League was going to be about. You shouldn't be able to come seventh and qualify for the Champions League because you were good five years ago. I mean, that, that's, you know, the old cliche about you're only as good as your last game. I mean, they're trying to put stuff in place where, you know, because you were good in 1958, you're still good now. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's wrong. Um, so UEFA should do that. When people are talking about, because there's a lot of, I think it was Mascheri who said about uh, relegating them. And you, you know, well, hold on, think about how that works. If you relegated the six clubs, what do you do? Do you promote six teams? Or are we now saying that Derby suddenly get relegated? Who've done absolutely nothing wrong, who have nothing to do with this, have suddenly got to drop out of the championship to make room for these six clubs to come into it? It's not actually fair. Even if you did it as a promotion issue and, and brought six clubs up and, and and demoted the six. You'd have to bring nine up actually because you'd be relegating three anyway. Then you're another six, so you're promoting the top nine of the championship. Let's be honest, the quality in the um, in the Premier League would 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 take a, a severe nosedive, and you know, which impacts on finance, etc., etc. What about the, points
2: deduction, Martin?
1: Well, yeah, but points deduction, right? Okay, well, uh, points deduction. The interesting thing with points deduction. Say you t- took twenty points off them, right? If you took twenty points off Arsenal at the moment, they'd be in relegation places. Mm-hmm. If you took twenty points off Manchester City at the moment, they possibly wouldn't win the league. So you'd get two clubs out of the six. The other six, uh, the, the other four, would just drop down the league into some mediocre places, fourteenth, fifteenth, or whatever, and that'll be it. So, you'd get four clubs that are not in Europe next season. That's their punishment. You'd get one club that could be relegated into the championship, and another one that we all know is stitched on for the title that wouldn't win the title. So, the, the, the points deduction thing between the clubs would be disproportionate for, for one or two of them, if you know what I mean. They would but be. But is, is that
2: not just hard luck?
1: Uh, well, you'd also, okay, just, yeah, you can say it's hard luck, but one of the people that actually completely changed this turned to, you know, people talk about Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher and how well they spoke and, and all of the media campaigns and everything and, and the fans and, and it, was all, it was all part of it. But without a doubt, Pep Guardiola mm. coming out and absolutely going against his employers the the, 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 the basis of this martin is
3: is Mm -hmm. sport is about competition yes and effectively fairness and i know know fairness it it covers a whole broad spectrum because people say well it's not fair because they've got more money than this that and the other Mm -hmm. but it is about being fair and if if you're going to punish the six they need to be punished equally i think as martin says you know arsenal being relegated is not really fair Either you relegate all six of them, or you relegate yeah. none of them.
0: Also, Danny, for once, the innocent party in all this are the players. Got nothing to do with it. They didn't even know it was yeah, happening, I,
3: did they? But but I look at that. But you you know, that's always been the case, isn't it? You know, if your club is run financially badly, and you overstep yeah. the mark, and you get punished for that, the player, you know, the players are collateral yeah. collateral damage. You know, you're, that's that's your employer, and and so I, I have I have a little bit of sympathy with that, but. That's tough. I think that's every other, every, every other time a club has been punished, no one's thinking about, oh, well, what about the players? You know, that you have to punish the club. And, and the players, unfortunately, are just part of that.
0: I think we, we all agree this is the time to strike. Well, it's the time for football to reboot. Everybody would agree with that. And as you said, Dan, it's definitely the time for the 14 to realise they've got a much stronger hand. They can demand some things now. Chris, uh, old Mr Perez, Senor Perez is not going away, though, is he? And I'm trying not to laugh at his comments that, you know, basically... And the same with uh, Barcelona. We need this Super League. We basically... We can't possibly do our housekeeping properly without it, is what they're saying. What's your reaction yeah, but, to that?
2: Uh, just, I mean, a lot of... Most of what comes out of Perez's mouth is, is utter nonsense. He wants to shorten the game as well now, doesn't he? I, I, I don't know yeah. How little.
1: Um, and no kids will be watching it within two years. But, said, well, you but, know, I yeah. mean, and that nonsense yeah. that was, yeah.
3: that, that has, that has was he not awesome. seen the figures for like FIFA and EA sports and, all the and whatever the kids play it's, no, all, they, it's all they play this there's, there's more there's more people interested in football than ever before
2: yeah mm. I mean that's a uh, you know that's that's the problem with all these billionaires and, and these owners of football club is they don't represent the thoughts of of, of, of normal people and you know it's a huge issue I'll tell your a point I wanted to uh, to bring up on uh, you know that that uh, that uh, Sefer in the UEFA uh, um, president mentioning uh, the the uh, how the need for Celtic and Rangers, Atalanta, Galatasaray to be in European competition, Um, and he called what these these uh, the clubs who were getting uh, the Super League together snakes. Mm. Well. You know, if he if he makes the point about Celtic and Rangers and the need, why why does he make it so difficult for these clubs to qualify? When you can have a a team from England finish um, third in the Premier League and get automatic qualification, Scotland's coefficient I think, uh, 14th they are in the coefficients. Is it 32 teams enter the the group stage of the Champions League? Mm. If I'm right, they should be given automatic qualification. And also, these clubs who uh, who wanted to join the Super League, I think that they should have a European ban, a slap across the wrist. This is a guy who called them snakes. You know, if they are snakes, take away the venom for a season. Make
0: the But the problem for UEFA is, particularly as they... I know it's not coming in yet, but their new Champions League reform, they're, they're going to harm themselves, aren't they? Because if you ban yes, them, but, well, they're going to harm themselves. to but the Champions
2: themselves. League reform, what was... For these clubs, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. To try and help yeah. the wealthiest clubs, mm-hmm. so therefore, oh, yeah, why on earth didn't? Don't they just go back to
0: to what we have now? Interesting they, they, on that though. To
2: make that decision.
0: Interesting on that though that even though it was Martin for these clubs, Ilke Gundogan has come out today or in the last twenty four hours and gone. Gone, great that the ESL's gone away. There are too many matches in the new revamped Champions League, he says. Yeah, People yeah. still aren't thinking about the players, he says.
1: Well, I mean, look, at the moment, UEFA are coming out of it like, you know, they're, everyone's on the side of UEFA for a change. And uh, I've never really been uh, much on the side of UEFA on any of this. Um, I don't like the the, the new format. Um, the Swiss system, I, I think a system should be something people understand. I don't think people in, uh, in Europe, um, certainly people in this country, the Swiss system is an anathema to us because we, we like home and away. You know, the, the reason the 39th game people were horrified by, it wasn't just that they were talking about playing it all around the world. It was that you play one team three times in a season. And everyone looked at that and went, "Well, oh, no, that's not that's not right. You, you can't play one team three times and everyone else twice." Well, that's what the Swiss system is. You'll, you'll you'll play random. You've got ten random fixtures. Someone else has got a completely different set of fixtures. And then there's one big league table, which is how it is in baseball. But you know, it's it's not how it is in Europe. And there, there's more matches. It's it's not good.
0: I never thought the day would happen when one of the most famous modern-day managers gets the sack and is second in the running order. Yeah. For us, Asper- but all week. So Monday morning's chaos, isn't it? We're all going to work with thinking, God, what's going on in the Super League? Oh, Jose. Chris, is this the end for Jose? Let's start here. Is this the end for Jose in England? English club football. Absolutely. Where, where does he go?
2: Who's, you know, who's actually going to employ him? I mean, you can't see him ending up at Crystal Palace. It's just that's just that's just not going to happen how, how about it, as
3: england manager chris if gareth doesn't do particularly well the next couple of years
2: absolutely not because gareth has built a, a good team spirit gareth doesn't mm. doesn't uh, slaughter the players in public i always thought it was the end when it, when he came out with the comment same manager different players yeah the dressing room would absolutely turn against him i'm not saying he had it easy at tottenham but he did go in when he first went in he said he was happy with the players I think the back four has always been distinctly average, or this season has been distinctly average. They're a mid-table um, back four. But I have to say, it's a remarkable decision. For a guy you brought in to win a trophy six days before well, see, he gets I, the I, opportunity I, to win the trophy, I, and they put Ryan Mason...
3: An I, I've, I've, got a le- I've got a left field on that, Chris. I, I, I think when Mourinho came in, and I'm just guessing, he would have had a big bonus to win a trophy. Big big bonus. Might have been five million. Might have been ten million. Because you think, mm. you know, Tottenham haven't won it for so long. It's like, yeah. right, okay, they were going to sack him at the end of the season, no matter what. And I think Daniel Levy might have thought, you know what, I'm not sure. I want to risk us winning a trophy, giving him ten million quid, and still having to sack him two or three, well, two or three months down the line. That's a good. That's a good. I, I just wonder if if Daniel Levy's looked at it and thought, you know what, let's get rid now, just in case we do win it. And I have to pay him another ten million quid because you know what Daniel Levy's mm. like, yeah. He's
2: certainly and, and that Daddy would be, may more be more embarrassing than the to prize money, him. wouldn't
3: it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the prize money is is, is negligible for the Carabao yeah, Cup. Yeah. There is mm. there's there's basically there's hardly anything, and, and I know the players' bonuses are hardly anything for winning the Carabao Cup. But I bet Mourinho for winning one trophy. Would Is that been.
0: somebody who's won the League Cup saying that, Daddy? I can tell you the bonuses are nothing for winning the League yeah, well, Cup. Those, those contracts are,
3: are behind me did. still. Pushing. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but maybe, Danny, would it be embarrassing to sack a manager who'd won a trophy as well? I take your financial point. Maybe Possibly. the embarrassment factor. But to
3: put, to put Ryan Mason in charge, I don't get it. I mean, I, really, I do not understand that. You've got Ledley King that's there that's been part of it, that's been working you know, hard on, on the coaching side of it. To not have a to put a, a, a unbelievably inexperienced youth team coach effectively, you know, in charge of the first team that's a lot younger than all those. How, how's he going? The first game was easy because it's just like just go and play, lads. Just go and do what you need to do. Didn't have long. Suddenly now he's got to start dropping people. He's got to leave people out who want to play in a cup final. You know, at, at the weekend that's going to be some very, very difficult and awkward conversations. You know, he he walks in and says to to Gareth Bale, sorry, uh, you're not playing there. Gareth Bale storms out of that manager's room uh, and slaughters him, you know, in front of the dressing room, which we've all seen happen, Chris, you know, many, many times. You speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. I've seen you do it, don't worry. (laughs) When I I didn't stir your tea in the right direction. Um, But I I just think it's madness. I, I worry for Tottenham that if they could get beaten really, really heavily against Manchester City at the weekend because are those players really going to listen to Ryan Mason? Is Harry Kane going to listen to him? And Dombele, you know, older? When things start, if they start going bad after five, ten minutes, who are you going to listen to? Yourself that's played the game longer than Ryan Mason, that's been involved longer, that probably knows a little bit more, or this new coach that's been training with the kids?
0: Martin, what do you think has happened to Jose Mourinho? Why have we gone from the Jose Mourinho of 10 years ago who won the treble with Inter Milan, which was an incredible achievement, to a man who's now been sacked? He's been sacked four times in English football.
1: Mm. Four times! I think think sometimes football moves on. I think um, football, uh, like art, like a lot of things, you've got about 10 years... um, at your peak when you're at your most innovative and, and you're the one that's setting the agenda. And, 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 uh, it happened with George Graham. George Graham was a, was a fabulous manager. And, and then suddenly he was, he looked, he looked like a man out of time. And, 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 and Jose has has looked like that on occasions. You know, there was, I think what happened with George was that there were rule changes made so that everything, you know, benefit of doubt, you know, but you couldn't pass back and all of these, all of these rule changes benefited a, a you know, a very, very attacking coach, which, which George, which George wasn't. And so it sort of caught him out. Um, and maybe the way the game has gone in, in, in recent years with, with Guardiola and the high press yeah. and, and, and all, of that, all of that influence, it sort of caught Mourinho
3: out, he, 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 hasn't, he hasn't evolved as quickly as football has evolved in the no. last five, six years. Mark, when can
2: I just pick him, Martin up on his uh, comparison to, to art and uh, football management? John Constable, yeah. I think he painted his, I just Googled it, his first painting 1802, Martin. He went on for 35 years.
1: Yeah, that OK. But me. but I tell you what, I bet if you look <laughs> at that breadth of work, <laughs> there, is, there is a time when it's the most cutting edge and it's... A, when it's not nice, like Jackson Pollock, we want to talk about. Yeah. Oh, let's go with that. Right? It's like Jackson Pollock, right? So there's a there's a there's a period of time. I, I prefer David Hockney, if I'm honest. I, well, there we go, <laughs> Hockney as well. There's a period of time when Jackson Pollock is is yeah. a Picasso imitator. He's and then there's a period where it's the most breathtaking art he it, 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 it just explodes and and that's what happens and. and you know, Picasso paints into his into his nineties. You know, and he is the enduring genius. I'll I'll, I'll give you. You know, I'm not saying it happens all the time. I'm not saying it happens all the time. But you can go through popular music. You can go through. You know, a- anything you like. Your
0: first hey, the albums, Bay City think, Rollers lasted what ten years, and then they yes, went so off. I'm, I'm scene talking today. Music.
1: Um, but yeah. the you know, but the, you can. You know, your first albums are sometimes your best.
0: Do you give Tottenham a chance on Sunday, Chris? Oh,
2: yeah, I give, give them a chance. Uh, De Bruyne is out for, or it looks like he's out for Manchester City. If Harry Kane comes back in, they, they can hurt uh, Manchester City. They've already beaten them once this season, haven't they? So, on their day, but I, I still. if you're asking me who's going to win the final, I think Manchester City will do it. And I, I think Ryan Mason will be out of his depths. But having said all that, you never know the likes of Son... Kane, Lucas, Mora—they can all produce on the day.
0: Danny, what do you think? Your old club nailed on to win. Yeah,
3: I think if it's a two-horse race, so you never know, and, that, and that's why you know we, we you know, mm-hmm. you know we, we Wigan beat Manchester City in a cup final. You know, so anything is is possible. I just feel it if if City are up for it, and that is often determined by Guardiola's demeanour. You can often tell how City are going to play by the way Pep is in his sort of in his pre pre-match mm-hmm. interviews.
0: And his selection but, as well, because selection yeah. against Chelsea last weekend was a bit odd, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, and, and you look at the yeah. you know, his, his demeanour before the Leeds game, it's like he wasn't mm-hmm. almost serious about it. And he made all those different changes. I think if if he's, he will be desperate to win this. You know, we know he will after to, to be knocked out against Chelsea. I think he will put out his strongest, what he sees his strongest possible team. If City score first, I think Tottenham could, could get an absolute beating.
0: Martin, what do you think?
1: City winning, but but that's because I think City are a better team than Tottenham, you know. It, it's and I mean, look, they've given Ryan Mason this opportunity, and to some extent, it's a free hit because nobody expects him to win. Nobody expects Tottenham to win or very few people expect it's Tottenham to win. It's not a free win. hit Martin is it, if you get beat it's not it. a free hit. No, that's probably that's, the rule No, 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 I, I, I get, I get what you mean, but it's if but you get beat five, four or five. Oh no, it's not a free hit if you, yeah. if you get well stuffed. No, I totally agree. And also good. it's, it's a club that hasn't won anything uh, since 2008, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's not a free hit there either because there's a lot of expectancy and, and hope going with, with Tottenham. Um, but I suppose I'm just saying, thinking from Ryan Mason's point of view, if, if he wins it, you know, it, 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 he's he's a well, legend. I guess that, he you might get a statue. would get a statue. He might get a stand named <laughs> after him. I could retire his shirt number like Birmingham <laughs> did uh, with Jeff, with Birmingham. But um, <sighs> they, um, but at the same time, if he if he as long as he doesn't get beat very heavily, no one's going to say, oh well, you know, Ryan Mason's really messed up here. or... That- whatever you know it so it, it hasn't got that it's, it's not quite like it would have been for Jose because you know certainly with City losing to Chelsea uh with City coming quite close against Borussia Dortmund if that goal had been allowed in in in, in the first week it's a little bit of a uh a, you know mm. fatigue it probably is more than anything else with City where you know Tottenham beat them early in the season you know Jose would not it wouldn't have been the same with Jose if Jose had got beaten. No one would have said, "Oh, well." That what was an you unbelievable expect? performance, though, by Tottenham. Oh yeah, and it, it, was, was, and it, was. it was an
3: unbelievable Jose performance yeah, by Tottenham to win that yeah. game. Harry, Harry Kane was playing centre half yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for quite a lot of that game, you know, and yeah. it was. It, it's that, that's and that's what I'm saying. That's what Jose does from time to time. He comes up with those incredible mm. tactical performances. I can't see Ryan Mason coming up no. with that.
2: Ryan Mason may well go out and play the Tottenham way and they get beat
0: 8-0. For more news, views and interviews, go to mailplus.co.uk forward slash game on. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And that's it from Game On. We'll be back next week and every week via Spotify, Apple and Google. That's it from me, Mark Pugach. See you next week for more Game On.